Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch Game of Thrones with us. Happy Sunday, y'all. We're back at it with episode two of season who the fuck knows of Game the Game the <laughs> God, Game what? Of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones. The Thrones. <laughs> Uh, where's Missande with her grammar letter lessons when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in High Valyrian, of and the have the same meaning. Maybe. <laughs> so, Kirsty, are you fit to tell us what happened in Game of Thrones this week? Uh, only one way to find out. <laughs> so... It's not necessarily in chronological order, but by my count, what we're looking at this week is Daenerys and Tyrion gave us a Grand Designs season 702. Arya and Hot Pie gave us the Great British Bake Off season 702. We missed a good number of dick jokes because we were so engrossed in Varys story time. Arya met a hippogriff named Nymeria, but probably not actually Nymeria. <laughs> um, the Greyjoys bought some fireworks at a New Hampshire liquor store and took them to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> and then Theon recreated that scene on the door from the Titanic. <laughs> Sam is brewing some polyjuice potion to cure <laughs> Sir Franzone's gonorrhea. And uh, John looks like a bowl of melted vanilla ice cream. <laughs> wow, that's my favorite thing that's ever happened in this whole podcast. <laughs> Wow. So, so that's where we're at after we're at, 66 guys. minutes. Uh, yeah. The first 13 of which <laughs> were dialogue. Just so much dialogue. That's where we got a nifty grammar lesson about <laughs> High Valyrian having a genderless <laughs> pronoun for princes and princesses, which gave us an extremely convenient translation with which to progress the plot. So thank you, High Valyrian. <laughs> guys what happened yeah yeah so since that's the material we're working with kelsey where do we want to start do you want to go over dick jokes real quick yeah so we're disappointed in general that there haven't been more dick jokes now that we have the count in place but we're making up for yeah, it it's like why are we even watching i know but we're making up for it this week with dick list jokes there were a lot of <laughs> jokes slash situations about people without dicks. So that feels worth mentioning. I believe there were, we're going to say like at least one for Varys because we missed that conversation. Yeah, we'll call that one. It'll be like the royal one. Right. And then there was the awkward sexy times with Missandre and Grey Worm where mm-hmm. she specifically was like, let me see your lack of dick. I just want to see you. yeah and then there was one more that i Uh, can find now uh euron referred to theon as a cockless coward which is a really fun use of alliteration yeah again with the grammar game of thrones yeah euron left his eyeliner at home also he did i imagine though when you're out to sea it's hard to find like a good enough waterproof eyeliner you have to be practical with the environment you're in you know yeah but if captain jack sparrow could do it they were on the same (laughs) set it's the same premise could have found a way My favorite moment of the My Watchers Ended live chat was when I told Kelsey that Orlando Bloom had a cameo this season. 
And I was like, sure. <laughs> she was so ready for it. <laughs> uh, oh my God, speaking of eunuch jokes. Yeah? Well, yeah, because that's like the whole thing they do in the first Pirates of the Caribbean is they keep oh, calling yeah. Orlando Bloom a eunuch. That's right. Well, and speaking of men who are vanilla. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> tell me tell me about Jon Snow and his vanilla qualities. Um I he what <laughs> like Thank you for he, that recap. <laughs> so he get he gets up to his project management meeting and has apparently decided at no point in time that he should tell all of his lords and ladies leading his armies that he has received some sketchy correspondences and plans to collude with them (laughs) and and then decides when they all are understandably upset that both a targaryen and a lannister are seeking his allegiance he makes a long passive-aggressive speech about how he never asked to be king (laughs) Guys, I didn't ask for this, and it's really hard. It's really hard. I never wanted to be king. You told me to be king. <laughs> you don't want to maybe king. Now let me live. <laughs> but then in the middle of him and Sansa having sibling rivalry, he, like, whips around and tries to have a heartwarming moment with her, like, you're the only Stark in Winterfell. Right. Which leads us to the Littlefinger News Bulletin. I wish I had a snappy sound effect for this. I know, I'm- Pew, pew, pew! (laughs) (laughs) Is that what the news sounds like? (laughs) Um, So this just in, the side eye is alive in Winterfell. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) We begin and end Littlefinger's time on screen with some serious side eye. The last one included a little eyebrow waggle. We love that eyebrow waggle. Definitely a little concerned that some rapey things are on the horizon for Littlefinger. Yeah. Littlefinger and his little finger. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and we got the interaction between him and Jon Snow that makes us think that there may be a hit on the books against Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. Which is of note because he is on my death draft my junior varsity team damn it Mm. he's only worth one point though because you didn't say you didn't think he was gonna live he's not on either of your lists i just didn't i didn't know what to do with him so i didn't include him so Jon snow chokes him in the crypt and tells him to stay away from sansa and then sansa is looking out across her new kingdom as acting lady of winterfell and he comes out and is standing in the yard and looks up at her on the balcony with waggly eyebrows. So I somehow don't think he's that worried about Vanilla John. Mm. I get that feeling too. Cause it's all really about him. Yeah. Yep. So stay on the lookout for that. I've got a point writing on it. Yeah, I think you've also got Theon on your list and he yes. could be in trouble. Yep, so he he jumped ship in the middle of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and then they, like, panned over the ship where someone was hanging from a noose, and for a hot second I thought it was Theon, and I was like, "Oh shit, son, I didn't think we were gonna, like, hit go this fast, but here we are. <laughs> but then instead they decided to recreate the Titanic. Right, which was, like, maybe not the most original move they could have done. Yeah, I don't really 
I don't really know why they decided to have him float on a door and watch all the ships sink. I didn't get what was happening between him and Yara. Yeah, yeah, I don't... uh, Guess what? Game of Thrones writers haven't made the stakes (laughs) anything worth caring about, so therefore I don't really care who lives or dies in this scenario that's supposed to be very engaging and on the edge of my seat-ish. Well, and there's two attempts at making you think that there is something at work relationship-wise between him and Yara. So the first one is when Ilaria and Yara decide it's time for lesbian porn. Wait, talk about that line. So, so Yara, so, (laughs) I don't, so, so, (laughs) Did this break you? <laughs> Do you see what this show has done to me, guys? <laughs> it's the third time this bind off it has rendered me speechless. Me! <laughs> <sighs> so, Alaria and Yara and Theon are drinking wine, and Alaria's whining about it, haha. <laughs> And Yara starts talking about how Theon's her protector, so then Ilaria decides to, like, hit on her to make Theon uncomfortable, and she, like, uh, grabs Yara by her boot and, you know, rips her legs wide open so that her vagina is sitting on top of the dining room table, (laughs) and she starts running her hand down Yara's thigh and says something about how, it like, a foreign invasion is coming. (laughs) A foreign invasion is underway. Oh, is underway. Is underway. Yeah. That's what it was. And here's the thing, though. There were two feature-length Pirates of the Caribbean-themed porn movies made <laughs> in like, the mid-2000s. How do you know I've seen that? them both. College was weird. Um, <laughs> but, oh, sure. Um, this is the part where Kirstie overshares. <laughs> No, I had a friend who liked to make people uncomfortable by forcing them to watch weird movies, which is also how I saw Teeth, which is actually a really good movie. Um, And so, and then my friends also thought it was really funny. So that's how that happened. It put me in a feminist rage for like three years, but that's a story for a different day. At any rate, I'm 95% sure that the writers from the Pirates porn movies wrote that scene. I don't know if the Game of Thrones staff were, like, on lunch or something. Maybe they all just, like, spent too much time together at a convention. It's unclear. But that was tough. And then, so that's the first way that they try to convince you that, like, Yara and Theon are friends, I guess. And then the second time is when Euron grabs her on deck and is threatening to kill her and is like, come at me, bro. And Theon's just standing there, and that's when Euron calls him a cockless coward. And then Theon... Theon just literally jumped ship to float on the door. But it's not clear what the rest of the sibling dynamic is there. Yeah. Like, why is Euron killing Yara? And why is Yara looking at Theon? And why does Euron know to use Yara to make Theon uncomfortable? And then why does Theon just, like, jump ship? I have a lot of questions. And I, I'm assuming so that Euron came to do all this to get Ilaria Sand, right? To bring her back to Cersei? It seems that way. Because then they showed a bunch of people, like, pulling her off the ship. Right. So presumably that's the gift that Euron promised in episode one. So this is all going really, really well. This is all going super well. You know what else went really well? Tell me. Game of Thrones use of transition cuts. They have a new artistic device this season, which we saw in episode (laughs) one, and was put to some kind of use in episode two, 
where oh. we start with some disgusting bodily function, and then we <laughs> cut to someone eating a food of a similar color and texture. So in this episode, Sam was playing Hermione with Sir Friendzone's gangrene and was, like, chopping off pieces of his skin, and a lot of pus was coming out. And they cut from that <laughs> to a shot of someone putting their spoon in something, some kind of yellow food that oozed. Like a oozy, soupy thing. Yeah. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, HBO. <laughs> thank you, HBO. And speaking of other things we can thank HBO for, are you ready to reveal your one true grape for the episode? I am! So my OTG for episode two of this season, whatever season it may be, <laughs> is when Arya is talking to that guy and they're eating bread. <laughs> his, his brown butter pie crust. Right. Before Mary Berry has judged it. <laughs> he is giving her an update of, like, the lay of the land for some reason. It's unclear. And he Well, for some reason, she didn't know that Jon Snow was alive. Oh. See, I wasn't paying that much attention. But when I did pay attention was when they had him just say out of the clear blue sky, oh, yeah, and then he was in the Battle of the Bastards. As if that's, like, a <laughs> colloquial thing that people say in Westeros. Like, they've named their battles within weeks of them happening. <laughs> Like, it's really convenient, Game of Thrones writers, that the characters on the show use the same exact terminology that the viewers at home use. <laughs> That's normal and casual. <laughs> well, it's also like, he, he just sort of throws it out there that Winterfell was won in the Battle of the Bastards. And it's like, if Arya didn't know that Jon Snow was kicking around, she's not going to know what the Battle of the Bastards was. Well, right. And also... Battles don't get named that quickly in any type of <laughs> historical context, ever. I also doubt they get named with that level of alliteration. Right. But they're, like, someone wrote that and someone else approved it and was like, yeah, super cash. I love that. Yeah, at, at no point in the writer's room did someone try poking a hole in that theory. Ugh. God, I got trapped into, like, two seconds of the Inside Game of Thrones after show, whatever it is, and they yeah. were talking about Arya meeting the wolf again yeah and the writers were on and they're they both look like dicks <laughs> they are just like shrivelly dicks and yes. they were like aria says whatever the fuck she says and it's a direct reference to her line in season one where she says this and it was unrelated to the context of the scene but because she said it in season one she had to say something similar in season seven and that's all I needed to know about the Game of Thrones writers. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. It was great. Cool. It was super great. Very cool. Cool and great. So cool and great. <laughs> so I'm not clear. Is that not Nymeria? They didn't... I don't know. <laughs> because the hippogriff walks The inside walks Game of away. Thrones exclusive did not tell me whether it was or was not. Oh, the, they're the worst. We are better recappers than <laughs> the show writers doing inside the episode. I'm sure you're going to get a think piece within the next, like, ten minutes posted on the internet. It's like, <laughs> three signs that you know that that is or is not Nymeria. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so what's your gripe? My gripe actually came from this scene as well. Ooh. It was really tough to choose. I had five legitimate gripes from this episode, but... I That's what you want. That's what you want. 
So my gripe was from this scene, and it comes from the end of her conversation with Hot Pie, who is um, Britain's Britain's next best baker or whatever. <laughs> He's got the cake stand at home already. And Arya is standing up to leave after having just found out that Jon is not only alive, but also Lord of Winterfell. And he says something to the effect of like, oh, he's your brother, right? And then she just starts getting squirrely and is like, oh, God, I have to go. Oh, no. And so she like stands up abruptly and he looks at her and he's like, you know, I can't believe I didn't know you were a girl. You're really pretty. And she's like, oh, thanks. Bye. Oh, God. And like runs away. (laughs) And like, look, right now, was right now really the time? (laughs) Is this really the time to be hitting on Arya? Is this really what we're going to do right now? We have 66 minutes of screen time. And you want to use it for that? Yep. For Hot Pie to be like, you're really pretty. Like, you have to use a grammar lesson, a high Valyrian grammar lesson to progress the plot in Dragonstone, but you're going to take two minutes of screen time in East Bumfuck to hit on Arya. Of course they are. Why? 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 And why? 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't have answers for you. I just like, what? Did, what did they like? That did not characterize Hot Pie, other than like he's a teenage boy. It didn't do anything to characterize Arya because she's already asexual. It did right. nothing to. It, it it did it did nothing. It did nothing. That sentence can end right there because we're never going to revisit the fact that Hot Pie said those words. It means nothing. Uh huh. Yeah. And the episode is 66 minutes long. Like, if you have to break traditional format and make your show that fucking long, then every single solitary second of it should count for something. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? You're not wrong. My favorite line from yeah. this other than Lady Elena's uh, pep talk, which I'm probably going to print out and put in my cubicle. Yep. Um, actually, all three of my favorite lines from this episode came from Lady Elena. But uh, my most favorite one was, how do you intend to win the Iron Throne? By asking nicely. <laughs> that is a good line. That's how I intend to win the Iron Throne. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I wouldn't even want to be winning an Iron Throne because Daenerys' throne is so much better. Real time update. It is 10:46 p.m. on Sunday, July 23rd, and Vulture posted the think piece 5 minutes ago titled, "So, what's Nymeria been up to on Game of Thrones?" No. <laughs> oh god, it happened already. <laughs> it took an hour and 42 minutes. Yep. But it's here. Ugh. <laughs> oh, wait, Mashable. Wait, who is Nymeria again? <laughs> if you ever want to know where dreams go to die, look at the Mashable feed on Game of Thrones nights. It's just like attempting to throw like spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks with think piece titles. It's like, will this be the one that goes viral tonight? Like, oh, <laughs> My like global gripe is that all of these, like, fuckers who get screeners then write these prepackaged think pieces and post them the second the episode is over. They just flood Twitter with it so that it'll be viral by the time people wake up on Monday morning and check BuzzFeed. Right. And Mashable is the best example of it because literally within about four minutes of the episode ending, they had one up that was like, the internet's freaking out about Grey Worm and Masande. And it's like, no, it's not. 
Because the internet hasn't figured out how to make HBO Go stop streaming on their fucking phone yet so they can skip inside the episode. <laughs> right. They haven't had time yet. Right. Oh, and you know there's like some poor asshole who's working. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna come in, they're just miserable and they're coming into work the next day knowing that their boss is gonna be like, All right, did you get viral? Did you get viral last night? <laughs> oh, Mashable's so fucking worse. Uh, so, episode two. Yeah, any closing thoughts? We've got five episodes left. That is my closing thought. <laughs> and, thank God. Wait, but, but, like, here's the thing. Yeah? So this episode was 66 minutes. I don't remember how much the first episode was, but it was, it was over 67. 60. It was 67 minutes. So I can't do that kind of math on the fly. But that is more than 120 minutes of television. Yep. <laughs> and we have five more to go. So we're getting close to the halfway point of the season here. Mm-hmm. And what do we have to show for it? A whole we know that lot you have to brown nothing. your butter before you make a crust. And we know that you have to bow to direwolves just like you do to hippogriffs. And you have to peel off your STDs. Yep. You can cut your syphilis off of the top <laughs> layer of skin to cure it. <laughs> But, I mean, I, I will give him that. Like, Sam did pioneer a new medical procedure. The person I'm learning the most about from a character development standpoint at this point is Sam. Yep. Like, Game of Thrones writers, look at yourselves. Sam won Game of Thrones. Sam is my one true king. <laughs> Samwell Tarly, king of the syphilis. First of his name. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Breaker of gonorrhea. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Um, So I'm going to wrap that up real quick before it gets out of control. Yeah, now we're done. We're done. (laughs) This episode broke us. Game of Thrones is the end times. And we'll be back next Sunday. We will. If you'd like to join us during next Sunday's episode... You can join our Slack channel. Just send us a tweet or an email at hatewatchwithus on Twitter or at hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. You can also use hashtag hatewatchgot during the show to tell us how you really feel, and we will empathize. (laughs) And I think that's mostly everything. We'll be back with a regular episode on Tuesday. Yeah, buddy. Our watch has ended. Our watch has ended. (laughs) We will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Oh my god, that's a great cut. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs>